0: Alright, hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Extreme Extras. Now, originally I wanted this episode to be a a video, but I changed my mind because I guess I thought it was going to be a big uh, topic, but um, I have other things lined up and I guess I just wanted to produce this and get this out there before I started uh, with the rest of the stuff. So here goes. Anyway, today I'm talking about ethical resurrection. And it sparked my thoughts because of this Straits Times article that was uh, published somewhere in 3rd August, and I guess you can see how long I procrastinated on this episode because of that. But the the title is, Scientists revive cells and organs in dead pigs, raising questions if death can be treated. Now I'll read to you an excerpt from it, which is that scientists announced on Wednesday, August 3rd that they have restored blood flow and cell function throughout the bodies of pigs that were dead for an hour, in a breakthrough experts say it could mean we need to update the definition of death itself. The discovery raised hopes for a range of future medical uses in humans, the most immediate being that it could help organs last longer, potentially save the lives of thousands of people worldwide in need of transplants. However, it could also spur debate about the ethics of such procedures, uh, hence my interest in this article. Particularly after some of the ostensibly ostensibly dead pigs started the scientists by making sudden hit movements during the experiment, the rest of the article goes on to explain how they did it. Um, it's basically by pumping blood with some synthetic hemoglobin in it, and uh, well, when when something is considered dead, uh, it means that uh, well, it hasn't been supplied oxygen enough, uh, and so the organs fail and they die but apparently the cells uh, themselves after being pumped with these with this blood was were able to come back to life essentially so thereby uh, i guess resurrecting the pig itself yeah so um i wanted to talk about i guess just what it means uh that we are on the path of potentially allowing or being able to cure death, as in resurrecting people, you know, um, of course, I'm going to leave all the sciencey stuff to well the scientists. I want to talk about uh, the more ethical and maybe even philosophical uh, implications of such a thing. So the first thing I would ask myself or ask you is if in the future you could be resurrected. As in, they have a procedure, and let's say you have the means and the funds to do it. Would you resurrect yourself? Now, of course, um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is, well, what what state are you living in right now, right? Um, if your life is terrible, you know, you're just resurrecting yourself to a life of suffering, then uh, I think that's, that's quite easy to answer, right? Nobody would want to resurrect and come back to a shitty life. Um... And part of the debate about this resurrection is also about the suffering that the animals or, or the humans in the future would have to go through if they were to be resurrected. Let's say resurrection causes about 10 minutes of excruciating pain. You know, Would, would you go through resurrection? Yeah, so okay, we can say that uh, for one scenario where life is pretty bad after resurrection, you wouldn't resurrect yourself. I think another scenario where you wouldn't re- resurrect yourself is um, if you're, well, of a ripe old age. Let's say you hit 80, 90 years old and you've seen pretty much uh, a lot of life and, you know, you're you're you're, you're happy, you died peacefully. Um, your family's doing well and you saw them through. And, well, I guess most of your life is behind you, right? In that sense, so... I guess a content elderly person wouldn't want to resurrect themselves because, I mean, more so that they're in the the state that they're in, as in the, the body that they're in. You know, they're not so active anymore. Maybe they have uh, some ailments and illnesses and you know, joint aches or whatever. And I guess life wouldn't be as enjoyable if they could resurrect, so they wouldn't resurrect. And, I mean, if I were in their shoes, I, I probably wouldn't. Um, yeah, so just a side note here. Uh of course with death always comes the question of afterlife, right? And if you know, if you went to heaven after you died, why would you ever resurrect, right? Why would you ever take yourself out of heaven? And then I mean this is completely hypothetical, but it's fun thing to um, it's a fun thing to imagine, which is if you resurrect, can you do something that changes your well, your fate, as in whether you go to heaven or hell or not. I mean, this is assuming the afterlife exists, lah. right? Would would you be able to alter your own afterlife, right? So I guess it's pretty interesting. Like, you have a second chance, you know, people who were originally going to hell, if you resurrect, right? You can, you know, maybe make up for something, uh, atone for your sins and then end up going to heaven. And then likewise, if something happens, in your second life, and you, let's say, wind up in hell, then yeah, you could have changed your fate. So, you know, would you want to change your fate in that sense? Um, Yeah, so I mean, just a little bit on the afterlife. Where was I? Uh, Yeah, so yeah, I was exploring uh, alternatives to whether or scenarios where you would resurrect or whether you would choose to resurrect. So now on the flip side, I think people would choose to resurrect if they have a lot of their life in front of them, right? So um, I'd say that if you died at like 20 something, and of course your life expectancy is 80, you have 60 whole years left to live. So resurrecting as in, you know, getting a a one up plus one life is going to be quite beneficial to you because of the amount of experience that uh, you will gain back because of that and yeah i guess in that sense you know um, prospect of what life would be like after that seems quite positive and so resurrection would be an ideal option for the people in those categories yeah so now you can notice a trend with all of these uh, decisions as in how you would make the decision which is always about what life would be like when you resurrected Right? Or, or, yeah, I mean, not discounting the afterlife part. Wait, yes, discounting the afterlife part. You know, you always take into consideration what the afterlife, sorry, not what the afterlife, you would always take into consideration what your life after resurrecting would look like in order to make a decision. Now, I watched this video a while ago, which is um, which was exploring the concept of immortality. And I thought it was a really interesting concept, which is, first of all, would you want to be immortal? Now, immortality is something that is sought out by a lot of super villains in fiction, You know, they want to live forever, rule forever. But if you really take this question seriously of immortality, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, are you at the same time invulnerable? Because you could get damage to your body without dying. So in that sense, immortality does not come together with invulnerability. So if you were a vegetable, let's say, bound to a wheelchair, but still alive, forever, that would be immortality. But that's not ideal, right? Because, well, what kind of a life is that? And to live forever like that, that's, I mean, that's got to be a version of hell on its own. So... If you want to be immortal, you have to at the same time guarantee that you're invulnerable, so that you can live, um, you know, with, without having too much damage to yourself over the thousands and millions of years that of years that you'll be alive, right? Your body has to be, uh, uh, your body has to last for infinity, along with your consciousness. Let's say, yeah. Um, now the second thing that and I think some shows have explored this, um, is the idea of relationships. Now, human beings, uh, apart from living, uh, can't really live alone. They need friends. They need people to interact with. Even if you're the most introverted of people, you can't be on your own. I mean, that's, that's why they put people in, in uh, asylums, in uh, Uh, what's what's the word for it Uh, solitary confinement yes right that's the reason why they they isolate people Uh, it's a form of torture so yeah as I was saying would you be able to live forever knowing that everybody that you love everybody that you know everybody that you care for will someday well die Uh, And you have to watch that. You will literally outlive everybody that you could possibly love, you could possibly have a relationship with. And that must be the most painful and lonely thing at the same time. I mean, you know, if you're okay with severing ties every hundred years and you don't really mourn for people, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet that the majority of people aren't like that. So... Yeah, that's that's, that's one, of, one of these two things I are one of the, some of the biggest hurdles of immortality. And I guess resurrection isn't the same thing because you could die again. But I mean, it's along the same strain. And if you go resurrect once, what's stopping you from resurrecting again? Right? And resurrecting an infinite number of times, therefore making you immortal. Yeah, so these are some thoughts about whether immortality and, and resurrection is something that you really want to do some direction that we really want to hit in and my closing thoughts for this would be about well the idea of the death of a loved one so the death the death of you know somebody that you were close to i or rather i I've, I've read uh, shakespeare and Shakespeare likes to make the point, I can't remember what book it was, I think it was Twelfth Night, um, where the fool tells, uh, I think it was Olivia, tells Olivia, uh, whose brother had just died, and she was mourning, right, she was really sad about it. But the fool, the jester says, you are, you are the fool, and I'm, I'm quoting here, and I'm not even speaking in verse, but it says, the more fool Madonna, to mourn for your brother being in heaven, and now everybody at funerals is always sad that they are, you know, the the person that died, the person that died uh, has left them, right? But then at the same time we comfort ourselves by saying that they're in a better place, that they're in heaven now and they're enjoying themselves, um, and so on and so forth. But if that's know, really what we believe in, then why even be sad at the funeral? I guess it's a form of departure, uh, not being able to see them again, but it should be a joyous celebration, you know, if, if it's really true that uh, we go on to heaven. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much all the thoughts I have about ethical resurrection. I know I didn't really go... much into ethics i went more into whether you or whether it's the ideal course of action to resurrect yourself and uh, honestly i'm quite quite interested to see how the next few decades of uh, medical progress is going to go to the point where maybe resurrection is possible you know And then it opens up a huge can of worms and, well, I'd love to talk more about it when the day comes. If not, uh, that's all I have for this one episode of the Extreme Extras and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.